child. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this week's episode. We've decided to do a bite size. We have. Chat, we? It's been a while. It's been a while. We've not had a chat. You're very busy. Hard to track down. Always <laughs> producing everything for us. But don't always get to see you in the flesh. So it's very lovely to see your face mm. on week's episode of the big chat so we're doing we're doing bite-sized big chat on friday aren't we we thought it was about time yeah i think it was time that we had to catch up and i want to hear all about your one of your new um missions that you're on and one of these new projects that you've started another one another one yeah <laughs> just to keep me busy <laughs> well it's been a it's been a little while it's been a little while sort of percolating i guess because I've um, been quite interested in different techniques for a while since I did a thing called the Hoffman process, which I've mm. mentioned on a few episodes recently, haven't I? With yeah, so set. for anyone who doesn't know what that is, can you give a sort of basic overview of what the Hoffman process is and what's entailed? Well, we, we call it, us Hoffies call it awake, awakening hell. <laughs> it's like, it's like... Hoffies sounds sorry. Can I just say the Hoffies sounds like you're big fans of David Hasselhoff. I know, and I did when I got there. When I got to see, because actually they have the retreat where you, near where you know keep your location secret, but right, don't worry. Seaford's beautiful part in Seaford, um, and actually when I got there, got got there, you do a retreat. You basically go, they take away all your devices. Take away all your, you're not allowed laptops, not allowed phones, not allowed contact with the outside world at all. They normally have groups of 26 of you and they literally, it's basically intensive therapy for, um, I think there's been some quite high profile people like Katy Perry's had it, Goldie had it a while back. There's been quite high profile people have been along and done it. But um, I was interested because I'd, you know, my dad had passed away. That was quite traumatic for me. And there were some things that I felt were unresolved and it, it's it's quite well known for helping with certainly any trauma that you might have had when you're younger. But I didn't really know much about it. But when I got there, they said, oh, the Hoff's here. And I was like, what? David Hasselhoff, <laughs> what's going on? But they were actually talking about Tim Lawrence who wrote the book, the Hoffman no, okay. Process book. And he brought, he brought the Hoffman Process from the states it, it 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 derived in california and a very good friend of mine antonia Blythe, who's a writer she went and did it in california we agreed she would try it first i'd always wanted to do it mm. and then she came over to stay with me and she opened my laptop and went do it now and so i booked it up and that was it and off i went and it was yeah brutal um is the only word for it so okay. uh, there's quite a lot of information about it, but it very much, I mean, you just literally have intensive therapy. I think it's sort of the equivalent of having like four years therapy in a week because you right. start early and you have lots of sessions. They do lots of techniques with movement, journaling. Uh, they use NLP techniques, hypnosis techniques. You know, a lot of people worry they might get brainwashed, but you mm. do a lot of visualization and... It's amazing, actually. It kind of clears out the cobwebs. Um, met some amazing people. I was going to say, are there many of you? Because it sounds like you've gone to a compound. You're being indoctrinated into the Hoff 
the, the David Hasselhoff. Coffee. So I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of it. <laughs> no, I know you're not. Because no, I know, I, like I know it's, fine. I know it's, no, I've heard, and I've heard about it before, and I know you've talked about it, and yeah. it obviously, you know, it has a big impact on people. But so, yeah, so you go, you go to this, I guess, is a sanctuary, um, and right how many house. people are there? Twenty-six. Oh, so there's quite a few people. Yeah, quite a few people. And you're and able to interact with other people. Yeah, to start with, you are, but then you for for two days you can't talk. <laughs> so there right, was like, okay. so they do things like they do silent parts of the retreat, mm. and um, you're not allowed to exercise. You're not allowed to obviously drink alcohol. You're not allowed to have anything that basically could have any influence, like exercises, because they don't want you to release any mm, endorphins okay. or any coping strategies that you might normally have to deal with repressed emotion okay that's interesting so, so yeah the exercise thing was interesting because there was a lot of people like i want to go for a run no nope. mm. <laughs> let's go for a run the most we could do was do a walk on the seven sisters beautiful in seaford i did that at six o'clock every morning um but yeah i didn't really know what to expect and there's a bit of a sort of code about it where uh, they sort of don't want you to talk about it too much because there are techniques that they use, which you yeah, can, course, yeah. but it would spoil someone's experience. So like yeah, what stays in the hoff? What stays in the hoff? Yeah, what, what happens in the hoff stays in the hoff, yeah. <laughs> well, I can understand that because, you know, it's not it's obviously not free service. People are paying to do it, so I can understand it, not them being a little bit closed doors about it. But, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was really life-changing. It was very life-changing. It was... Um, when uh, we came out from the experience, there was a friend of mine, a uh, very dear friend of mine now called Russia, and we spent some time with each other after we came out. And it was like, honestly, seeing the world for the first time. Mm. Everything was brighter. Everything was lighter. Um, just because you just, uh, we have so much clutter. We have so much stuff mm. in our heads that clog us up and especially trauma when you've got unresolved trauma, if you can work your way through that and then you come out and you're literally like, wow, actually life could be pretty good. It's really liberating. It's, you know, you have to keep doing the work. It doesn't stay like that for, no. you know, you do have to keep doing the work, but it was very much, we all had a very, a, a very euphoric experience when we came out and even just not quite honestly, Giles, not being on devices for a week. Mm. Um, yeah, we can all sleep. do that, can't we? We could all we could all have a couple of days off from, from devices. That that would be helpful, I think. Did you have a day off from a device last week when you took some day off days off? I did actually. Yeah, I did take time off from my device. Um, yeah, and that's, it is. It's very it's very important, I think, to shut off because I think, unfortunately, even like social media, we we kind of in our head thinks think it's part of our leisure time. Uh, you know, like we look at it at the end of the day or whatever, you know, obviously in our work, line of work, we're, we're using it quite a lot. But I think, you know, we for a lot of people, they see it as a kind of leisure or downtime kind of thing. But actually, it's not like that because obviously there's the negative connotations of going on social media. You're seeing all the, the news or, the, you know, you're doom scrolling or, you know, you're, you're getting into interactions with people. Uh, so there's all that stuff that can have a ne negative impact on you. But then also, you know, like say in our line of work, we, you know, I'm constantly kind of working if I'm on social media. It's part of part of work. So I'm always promoting something or doing something. So yeah. uh, and like you say, actually, just sometimes nice not to have those those rushes of dopamine as well. Just like desperation to be to have likes and stuff. Actually, it's quite good not to have that sometimes. Just to, and they have said that, haven't they, that they link that that dopamine. It's it's 
that there's there's been a lot of research hasn't there about the mm. fact that if you get likes you get that hit of yeah and that's dangerous especially for the younger generation that don't necessarily understand that because even my daughter now is oh mum, my tiktok got mm. 17 likes and i'm like yeah. So, yeah so I, think, I think I think not having technology was very hard mm -hmm. but it was great that was liberating but it was also the intense therapy and so what I wanted to do when I came out what I became very interested in was um, neuro-linguistic programming NLP techniques because I'd had some EDM therapy before I've had different types of therapy over the years but I'd never experienced sort of visualize it really visualizing and uh, you're creative mm -hmm. I'm creative I find it quite easy to visualize things. I get a bit carried away. I quite visualize so many things that I can't make them all into reality. But actually when you use those techniques with structure, which is what NLP does, mm. it's, it's really life-changing. It can really help people to break patterns or behaviors that maybe they just don't understand. Sometimes you're so close to something that... Uh, yeah, so I so I trained to be a, a life coach in January. Life, I'm an NLP master. Okay, so, uh, master. Again, for those who don't know, life coaching is it is it mentoring? Is it counselling? Where or does it sit somewhere in the middle? I think coaching is more. Co I think the difference with mentoring is that mentoring you tend to, well, you give people advice, whereas coaching you're kind of coaching it out of someone. So mm -hmm. a coach really should be asking more questions than giving answers. Um, but that said, what I've realized is that over the years, just naturally in what I've done in business, I've always given quite a lot of coaching and mentoring. I've done a bit of both. So now what I've started to do is more business mentoring, coaching, and it's kind of a mix of both. So I use techniques that I've learned from NLP, but I also invite people if they want to talk about business ideas or then, then there's an open forum for that too um but yeah mentoring business mentoring is you know your guys that they've been around they've mm. been doing it a long long time and they really know what they're talking about and and whereas a coach would be asking you lots of questions to find out what what you need what's best for you so it's not not really counseling it's more therapy i guess mm. isn't it yeah, because that's interesting because like asking the question thing, because I did a counselling course years ago when I was in my mid-20s, I think, and it was sort of part of the thing that you learned along the way was that it wasn't good to ask questions. It was more about paraphrasing and summarising yeah. uh, what the person was saying. This is talk therapy I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and that asking questions was a bit of a no-no. So it's interesting that the life coaching, you are asking questions. It's what, It's actually one of the, I mean... For me, not to speak is quite hard. Mm. So actually talking to people and, and asking them questions and then waiting for their answers when you, you're someone that just naturally wants to help people or say, oh, what about mm. this? Or suggestions was quite tricky. That was one of the hardest things. We mm. did a six-week intensive course. Um, but it's incredibly empowering because people find what they need themselves. You know, you ultimately don't want someone to need you lovely as it is to feel needed mm. we all have exactly what we need ourselves you know anything else that comes to us is a is a 
product and an add-on, whether it be love, relationship, work, whatever. Mm. And I think a good coach um, coaches the best out of you. Like I always talk about getting the gold out of someone because to me, that's what it is. I can see, you know, I, I can see Giles's gold. And if Giles couldn't see it, I reckon I could coach it out of him so he could see it himself. And that's really love to, to give people power, to empower people so that they can empower themselves. To me, is just, that's just a dream job, really. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Now, I mean, I've told you, I've recently had some life coaching with, um, yeah. yeah, with a wonderful person called Laura Tolhurst, who's yeah. um, just doing her, you know, I'm one of her case studies, so I'm a bit of a guinea pig. But yeah, I found it so wonderful, actually. I really enjoyed it. She was great, very easy to talk to. Um, and like you sort of asked me the right questions. And I think we've discussed a few sort yeah. of, I, you know, a few questions that she asked me, which you obviously posed to your clients as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's re- it was really fantastic. And I, you know, I feel like I've grown as a person after doing it and certainly answered a few questions about certain things in my psyche, my makeup that I was wanting to sort of deal with. So things like imposter syndrome and people pleasing and lots of other things that I kind of have a few qualms about. And uh, Laura really helped me massively with it. But um, yeah, is that the kind of sort of subjects that you come up with when you're talking imposter, to your clients? Imposter syndrome, people pleasing. There tends to be, I mean, some of the techniques as well, you almost regress people. Mm-hmm. You take them back to a point, and there's normally a point where these things have started. And that's what's really, and everything that I do with people I've had done to, to, to you know, I've experienced myself. That's always been the way mm. I've, I've done anything. When I was a yoga teacher, I was a yoga student for a long time before I wanted to be a teacher. So I think the techniques that I use are the ones that really worked on me. And there's been set, I'm a big people pleaser, um, but it didn't work for me for a long time. You know, you just mm. have all these mixed feelings. And then I actually had a technique. Um, Nina Madden, I trained with, amazing. We'll chat to her on the big chat one day. But Nina Madden was my coach, and she, yeah, she did. She did some great. I was always like, yes, I'll, I'll be, I'll be the guinea pig. I'll be the guinea pig. I wanted, you know, I wanted all the goodies, and it really, really helped because I went straight back to a place where it all started. There was a memory. And as soon as I realized that and it made sense, then I was able to sort of put the pieces of the puzzle together and and re remake the path, which I think is a lot of it. Because a lot of the time we just don't understand why we're doing what we're doing, do we? Mm-hmm. People pleasing, imposter syndrome, confidence, public speaking, um, you know, just I think gen- I think a lot of people anxiety. So many of us have had overwhelming anxiety. Um, seemed, I'd seem to have women and men drawn to me, but more predominantly maybe women who are juggling careers with children and family life, or maybe they're getting to a point in their life where they want to have a career, but they've had children and they're not sure if they're, you know, they're, they're a bit scared, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the lovely thing about a coach, isn't it? That you can have someone that can support you unconditionally, but they're also totally um, indifferent to who you are and what you're doing. And they're not in, they're invested, but they're not invested. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I found that, and it was it was yeah. I mean, in, in my, from the experience I had, I really took so much from it going forward. And I know there's like sort of there's a few kind of things that. I was able to, like you say, go back and regress and figure out stuff. And I guess often as well, you're led to these things and you're thinking, 
I knew that already. Anyway, um, it was all there, but you just didn't kind of admit it to yourself. And so you're kind of admitting it in this yeah. sort of safe environment of talking to someone. And um, yeah, I found that a lot. I was, you know, I did know a lot of the stuff why I did things a certain way, why I felt things a certain way. And um, yeah, with, with Laura's help, I was able to kind of figure those out and, and express them. And are you going to keep doing, are you going to keep going? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, when, once, um, yeah, once Laura's um, finished her studies, I will. Yeah, we're going to start again. So, yeah, I really, I, this, I guess there's probably now it's opened up. It's opened up Pandora's box for me. And uh, there's lots of other things I probably want to figure out. But it's great. It's so, it's, you know, if, 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 for me, I just felt so trapped in not being able to process what I was feeling mm. and there's so much of it was suppressed emotion that, that I was just not able to get out of me in one way or another you know maybe I might go and have a bit of a drink I mean you do, you don't drink you're good you don't drink but you know as you and I have discussed many times mm. I'd sometimes I would I would with stress I drink too much alcohol and I think a lot of people do use numbing agents mm. uh, that could be exercise, that could be excessive shopping, eating, alcohol, drugs, prescription drugs, all sorts of things to numb what we're feeling. But actually, when you start to let it out and you realize, for me, it's making sense of why you're doing what you're doing, and then you can process it and then you can pass through it. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that actually it's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's not all encompassing. Because sadness is like depression is so um well it's just it's just makes you stuck doesn't it it's really hard really hard and i think so many people now suffer with a lot of sadness and there's a lot of shame around it and mm. it doesn't need to be it's wonderful we've got all these things now that we can do meditation you know movement like lockdowns given us blessings where we've had to go outside and be in nature and slow down and and i think therapy and counseling is just another thing now I think everyone should have a coach. I'd well, like a coach. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because I think for many years in this country, we've been, I know, it's part of our culture to be a little bit tight-lipped and not necessarily like, you know, we that kind of, you know, I think it's part of British culture. It's like, we, yeah. Yeah, and all that nonsense <laughs> that we need to kind of get past a little bit. Uh, but I think... In like in like the states, for example, it's it's not you know it's not unusual for everybody to have had therapy at some point in time. And I think, are you finding that you know you're there's more interest in what you're doing and that more people are up for exploring these avenues and and looking yeah. for therapy and co coaching? Definitely, I think, and I think now, I mean, I so so re really dear friend of mine I mentioned earlier, Antonia. She, you know, she was. I mean, like you say, in the states, everyone has a therapist. I literally have a therapist and I had an amazing therapist through lockdown. She was brilliant. I loved her. Um, and a coach I think can be, yeah, the same. And I, I do think more, more and more people are reaching out. It always surprises me. And I always have this discussion with my friends because I'm in that world of well-being. Mm. Like, it always surprises me that people don't know as much about it as, as of what's available to them. Um, but that's often the way, isn't it? We, we think, you know, you probably, I think everyone knows everything about podcasts <laughs> but do you know what I mean it's just that thing isn't it when we're in that arena um but I just I yeah I I love it I love talking to people about it I love helping people I really love helping people that's 
when I was a yoga teacher, I loved being a yoga teacher mm. till I was in an accident and then I couldn't do it anymore because that was just the best thing because you could see how it would transform people's spirit. And, and also hypnosis, I do want to do more hypnotherapy training because hypnosis is fantastic because it puts you into a state where you, your, your brain starts to, you know, when we're constantly worried, it's like filling up a tank full of every day we have all this stuff go into a tank of worry you go to sleep you have your REM sleep you empty your tank out if you don't if your tank's over full you'll wake up and the tank is still stuff in there constantly 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 and hypnosis what hypnotherapy can do is also get you into that state where you start to work from that beautiful creative place and I think coaching does that as well it just it just sort of dissipates all that tension um because we're all as you you know you and i've talked about this before especially on social media there's such a perception of who people are and what they mm. are you, you, and people can just look at you and think oh they're really confident they're really like i get really i get really nervous you know i get really nervous i get really nervous about things i get in a right fluster um but i'm sure lots of people don't think i get flustered. i mean maybe loads of people think i get flustered but you, you know we don't always project what we are feeling inside um and that can be quite difficult, I think, when you're, you know, working. So, yeah, no, I hope to do lots more of it, Giles. Mm. Well, I was going to say, what what are the plans going forward? Is this something that you're going you're doing as a sort of separate entity, or is it something you're going to um, work with your current, you know, chatty hatter clients with? What what's the? I've got some chatty hatter clients that are, that are having coaching. Yes, I've been incorporating that, and I also have new clients that are coming in that have been, you know, getting in touch saying, we see that you're coaching. So if people want to do that, they can come come to me through the big chat or chatty hatter. Um, and yeah, I want, I just, just want to really just do more of the same through chatty, through the big chat, talking to businesses. Love to do, as you know, a live clinic or something, which we'll try and develop for the big chat where we could have people in business or whatever, just come on, come on board, mm. talk to us about what they need. Um, you know, just, just get this stuff out there really. Cause I think mm. the more you share knowledge, the more empowering it is. So um, yeah, that's the, my plans are to do much more of it, more with podcasts, more with people um, and more with the business. Because I think with the business, one of the things that we're, we we are good at here is chat with chatty is people will come to us and they'll say oh um you know i quite like to do this idea and we're like wow well, you could do this and you we, we you know do you need a website we can build your website do you need it we're building an app for someone at the moment which is just mm. going to be amazing um you know or we can give you some coaching so that you feel like you want to go out and create your own podcast series we're making podcast series of people so there's all it, it to me it all feels like getting the best out of people in themselves and in business so it kind of makes sense mm. i hope amazing yeah it does it makes total sense yeah it's amazing and it's great that you can offer all those different strands to your business it's you know i can imagine it's very you know for a lot of people that's going to be very very um exciting thanks giles yeah well, i think so what yeah. you, anyway i want to know what you're doing what else are you doing let's talk about you it's not all about me because you are the big chat producer <laughs> legend that you are what else are you doing a lot really just producing lots of podcasts (laughs) 
you've got your bit you've got I talk about your because not everyone will know about that because that's lovely a little bit of positivity isn't it I love oh it. Julia Bradbury and me yeah yeah yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah that's we've got a new series of that coming out. That's very exciting. Yeah, we talked to um, all sorts of different people about positive stories, um, positive experiences in their lives. Um, there's, yeah, all sorts. We've got um, a guy called Miles Allen coming on, who is basically the, I guess, the world's leading climate change scientist uh, who, uh, who, yeah, who talks to, um, you know, advises governments and stuff on climate change. And uh, yeah, he's very positive about the impacts we can make to to, to clean up our world, and that you know it's not all doom and gloom. So that's exciting. And yes, so him and we uh, a guy called Joe Donnelly who who suffered very badly from depression and an anxiety disorder, and found uh, video games basically helped him get get through um, his his depression and anxiety, really? which is amazing. Yeah, so he's written a, a brilliant book. Um, all about it and um yeah he what, what video games which video games was there a specific, so he, specific? So, so, well quite a few i mean M minecraft was a big one for him and um he there's quite a few video games which he talks about on the ep his, his episode with us that are actually specifically for people that are suffering from anxiety depression actually video games have been uh, actually being made now to, to to talk about these different um mental health issues and, and and empathize with people that are going through them so they can actually play as characters that are, are having are going through similar things to them so yeah so it's amazing the the, the games industry has really come a long way in, yeah. in dealing with that because it's not all just you know and for people that aren't into you know into video games it's, they kind of come with, thinking it's just stuff for, for kids and and guys stuck in their bedrooms playing on you know playing on uh, video games and with their blind shut and stuff but it's not it's it's actually also very much a a community thing and you know it's it's i know with my own children it, it's, they they prefer playing games with other people so you know there's that connection you have with others so yeah it's not all just single people sitting in a room playing it it's it's quite a, you know but that's uh, great that's, thing that's, yeah that's great if that's actually that like you mm. say that that's good because it's such a huge industry and it, it, it can be toxic. So it's good if they're actually going to try and integrate things that can help. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, him. And then there's, um, we've got a lady called Julia Baird coming on who's, who's written a book called Phosphorescence, which is a really exciting book about uh, how she basically she had a cancer diagnosis and went through cancer treatment. And then she was in search of like, these purities in life. And uh, phosphorescence is the... It's basically that glow that we get get it so things like i guess um to explain to people you know like the northern lights is this sort of magical thing yeah. but phosphorescence yeah. is like the it's like sea creatures and stuff and the light they make in the in the ocean and wow. um, how much of an impact i think it's to do with the lights and and the chemicals of the, that it changes in your psyche and stuff so it helps again helps with mental health and stuff anyway she went seeking out these um these particular moments you know certain times of night these these creatures come up to the surface glow worms are what you know something that people might recognize but yeah certain yeah. sea creatures give off this light as well this phosphorescence and um yeah so she's from australia and she she went um diving at like midnight to find these things and uh yeah and the impact it's had on her life and how that's sort of yeah so it's crazy but it's it's really yeah it's a really touching story 
Um, so yeah, so loads of really great guests coming on. So yeah, that's really exciting to, to put that out because it's been a while since we've done one. And what do you love most about what you do? You asked me about what I Yeah, what do you love? Like, I just think I know, but what do you love? I think it's just making, like, just love making stuff. You know, it's just lovely to make stuff, put it out into the world and people consume it in whatever way they, they like. So whether it be writing or, or doing doing a podcast or playing my band, writing music, whatever it might be, it's just making stuff and and having people be able to hear it and, you know, listen to it or read it whatever it might be so yeah that's always the best bit really is making it and then just yeah. letting it go out there and what and, and just meeting all these different exciting people isn't it I think that's for me just talk I just I could just talk to people all day long if I could just do that I'd be quite happy you yeah. like making as well but it's it's you must meet so many interesting people and on blank as well so many interesting people with interesting stories yeah, I think it's just the power of conversation. It's just wonderful. It's always like you always learn something, you know, when you talk to other people. You always learn something about, you know, how. And I think it's something that obviously we've talked, touched on social media and stuff, and perhaps we've lost it a little bit, you know. And, and obviously, it's been very difficult in the last year or so to be able to do that and have conversations with people directly, particularly. Um, but it's such, yeah, the power of conversation to me, it just astounds me every time I have a conversation, a new conversation with a person, even if someone I know, there's always something new that you learn about them. Even if it's just ask them about their week, you know, I saw my, my best friend, Dave, who I've known since we were seven years old last night, cause the football was on, he came around to watch it and, you know, just ask him about his day. I found about a bit more about his job. You know, I don't, he works for the HS. I kind of know what he does, but you know, you don't know the ins and outs of it. And uh, yeah, we just learn something new, you know. So even if you're having a conversation with like your oldest friend, you still learn something from it. So I think, yeah, conversation is a wonderful thing. And I think it's, um, I'm really lucky that I work now doing something where I can have conversations with people. Definitely. And it, and again, you're right, because it's so many, so many of us sometimes can get sucked into that vortex, which is just staring in our phones or staring at devices and actually I at the weekend had such a lovely weekend with friends where I just didn't really look at my phone and it was just wonderful so even just doing this is we're having a conversation we're having a conversation yeah. we're not sucked in even though it is technology um well I think I think we should definitely do some big chat coaching podcast Giles I think we should do mm. it I think yeah I think so yeah you should definitely talk to people who'd want to be on some interesting coaches. I know you've suggested a few people. And we have got a top secret one that we're going to do in September as well, haven't we? But I can't talk about that yet. <laughs> yeah, don't mention it yet. Not going to mention it yet. But <laughs> but you've got some things happening in September too, haven't you? There's loads of stuff. Well, There's so much going on. I know. Very lucky to be doing stuff. We are lucky. We are lucky. And lots of, and lots of things that are going on at the moment that can't talk about yet. <laughs> But when we can, there'll probably be more exciting stuff exactly. to come, won't there? Are you writing anything at the moment before we check out for our chat? Are you doing no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm no. working on a few things, but not no, nothing, nothing substantial. No. I will do. I'll pick up my pencil at some point. I've got a project for you. I've got one in life. <laughs> I'm lining you up for something, definitely. I just can't talk about that yet but you're you're you are the number one candidate okay for some project. 
<laughs> if you can fit it in, if your life coach doesn't tell you to take more time off, which I really yeah. appreciate her doing, but I did say, I'm not sure I like this life coach if I'm not going to be able to speak to you anymore. But I'm glad. Are you going to take some time out now? Are you going to try to take some time out regularly more? Yeah, I think so. And just like you say, just switching off the phone a bit more and yeah, just being a bit more present. Super important. Well, thank you for the chat. Well, thank you. It's been nice to catch up and find out what you've been doing and all about the life coaching well, stuff. Same, very with you. same with you. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, people, I think, I think people should always explore coaching because I think like we've said, it's a bit of an American thing. And then now if you're on LinkedIn, everyone's doing it. Everyone's life coaching, business coaching, mentoring. And it's a bit of a buzzword, I think. But also, I think if you're interested, people should just reach out. and Because it's like anything, you connect with someone, don't you? And if someone like you say, your coach makes you feel comfortable, um, then it then it can be a great thing. And it is something that's, it's not, I think maybe some people think, oh, I wouldn't be able to afford that. Or I wouldn't be able to you know, just find out, explore, you know. And also, it's worth sort of caveating that it's not just for business people, is it? It's just no. it's just for anybody. Because I think some people also think life coach, they think it might be like a more of a business thing. No, I think like, and yeah, you said that earlier on about certainly with the things through chatty, it tends to be people come, mm. maybe they've got a business that they want to get on off the ground or they've got blocks but actually what happens with life coaching, whatever reason they come for, you tend to unravel mm. deeper things, <laughs> which is good because life, isn't it? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter how they come through the door. You've got to, you've got to get to the nitty gritty to get it, to get it all out. And um, I think that's the beautiful thing about life coaching, but yeah, someone could just come to you. Do you know what? Sometimes I have a friend, a male friend who um, is wonderful and he just, he has life coach because he just, he has a high powered job and he just doesn't always have someone he can talk to. Yeah. It's just, it, it, on, you know, down yeah. Someone that, and, and actually people that are really sometimes in really high positions of, of where they're just busy, they almost feel like they shouldn't have someone. It's like everyone should have someone that they can talk to independently. That's totally there for you and focused on you. Cause that's mm. the great thing with your coach. It's basically like, you know, that's what I always say to people. I'm like, I'm your coach now. You can contact me, you can speak to me, you can WhatsApp me. And they're like, well, I've got a coach. It's like, yep, you have. And it's just watching people feel really great about themselves. That's that's what I like. So I'm glad you had a good experience. Thank you. So how can people find out about your life coaching? They want to do it. They can come and find me in many multitude of places, but probably the best place, Giles, is just to do hello at chassihatter.com. Just to just to go on to chassihatter.com, reach out to any of the team. Suzanne is the um, oracle of all at the moment. Bless her. She's so Suzanne at Chassis Hatter, Nicole at Chassis Hatter, um, you know, or just contact us through the big chat or anything like that. Um, and again, you know, like like we were saying, we'll do something big more. We're, we keep doing our big chats, but I think we need to do sort of a, a big chat coach clinic where we can really get some interesting people to tell us about all these. Mm. I know you've suggested a couple of people that could be brilliant to talk about. So more people know about it. Yeah. Spread the word. Spread the art of conversation, as you said, Charles. That's a good place to stop talking. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lovely to talk to you. And you. <laughs>